and we love. Welcome, brothers. Welcome, world, to the Call to Courage podcast. I'm Matt Dazi here with Gareth Pickering. And on today's episode, we are dropping back into the, um, the weekly bulletin, which is an opportunity for us to share wins in our life, wins in our business, uh, give you something to install into your world. And um, yeah, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about self-care. Uh, I'm going to be looking at it through the lens of fatherhood. And Gareth is going to be introducing some tools that we have that you can integrate into your daily life to really show up to every day and win. And Gareth. How are you doing today? Good to see you, bro. It's so epic to be back co-creating with you in this format. It's been a while since we did a bulletin. And uh, yeah, we've got some good stuff to share about what's been happening inside the Father, Sons, Brothers community. Yeah, one thing I want to jump right into is the From Solo to Soulmate container that we just closed about a week ago now. And yeah, why don't you share the high level of what that was and yeah, some of the wins that we had. So, yeah, we've just finished something called From Solo to Soulmate, which was a six-week relationship accelerator for men. And it's really for men that are looking to call in their ideal partner or men that are in partnership and perhaps feel like they don't have the tools to be able to navigate their partnership well. And it's grounded in the idea that, yeah, for many of us, our happiness is linked to the, the level and the quality of the relationships that we have, but it, we're not often given the tools to be able to understand how to own our desires, to be able to articulate boundaries and communicate clearly with our partners. And yeah, what this looks like in practice for me specifically has been this like loop of getting into a new partnership, new relationship energy, showing the best part of myself, looking for the best parts of my partner. And then when things start to get tricky stuff starts to come up, I would bail out of that relationship around eight months to a year and then get back into a new relationship. So yeah, it was founded on that premise of like really my journey and Matt, your journey as well of recognizing how we didn't always do relationships well and the function of the work that we've been putting in, the transformational retreats, um, the work we've done with the International School of Temple Arts and some of the tools that we've learned and adapted from our own work have really supported us to be able to navigate partnership well. And when we were looking at what we wanted to share with the world, solo to soulmate seemed to be the thing, taking some of our lifestyle design techniques, our perfect day exercise, um, some of the stuff we're going to talk today about self-care and recognizing that when those things are dialed in and we can communicate clearly with our partners, we're able to create more transformational partnerships. And so that was really the journey of solo to soulmate. And we ran it for the first time and uh, we had seven brothers that said yes to the experience. And yeah, Matt, you were part of it, but I thought it was super well received. Yeah, there's something about creating a transformational space, a container where you can come in and, and really do the work. And yeah, I, I was actually dropping in with a buddy of mine last night who I hadn't seen for maybe five years. And I've done a lot of work in those five years. And he asked me what I was doing. I told him about Soul of the Soulmate. And um, yeah, it was like this recognition of like how far I had come and the ability to say yes to doing that work, like I wasn't ready for this work five years ago. Like I was still sort of in the game of like playing and dating and I was stuck in that toxic relating pattern. I didn't realize I was there, but I was also having a lot of fun in that. And it mm -hmm. sort of takes this moment of, of saying, yes, I do want to call in this perfect partner. I do want to step into a deeper relationship with somebody else and, and do the work with them. And mm -hmm. 
yeah, it was great to see those those seven men who said yes to that and and stepped into that container and did the work. So, how did it resonate with your with your mate? Because he's like a he's like a version of you from another another lifetime, right? That's an interesting yeah. place to go back to. Uh, he was laughing about it. He was like, uh, he was like, you can bring me in as a guest speaker because I'm I'm still you know wanting to do that. And uh, yeah, he's actually how is his in, relationship? He's in he's in a partnership right now. He's married with a, a few kids and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually, we didn't drop in deep enough to really understand where he's in relationship, but, uh, he knew the version of me from before and doesn't really know much about the version of me now. And so he actually found it quite comical that I was doing this work, which Mm -hmm. was interesting to hold. Like I found it within me, like a little bit uncomfortable. And then also like catching myself and being like, no, I feel awesome doing this work. And this was a badass retreat that we put together and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the next one. And so, yeah, it kind of left me with this sort of interesting feeling of, of bridging both worlds. And uh, yeah. Those are, those are interesting spaces to go back to when you connect with people from another lifetime ago, when you were a different person back then. And I have this, I have a little bit of anxiety about going back to South Africa next year on the same topic, because it's like you go back to a version of reality where you are definitely not the same person as you were when you left there. And how do you show up for the people that think of you in a specific way, perhaps haven't gone on the same sort of adventure or journey or life path that you've chosen. And then how do you honor yourself going back there, you know, into that space. And I think what comes up for me specifically around that, when I think about going back to South Africa is just, for example, my relationship with alcohol and how my friends are still, you know, you know, just having a different relationship with alcohol to how I hold it at the moment. And when I go back and see them, I think there's going to be some legacy stuff that I'm going to find quite difficult to to stand with and be with in my new truth as opposed to the version of me that they knew. So it's so interesting seeing those those old friends or, you know, like windows back into a different time of our lives. Eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, you know, we're doing the King Circle coming up. So we've got the King Circle on October 29th, y'all. It's uh, uh, a gathering of men to show up and speak their truth and hold space for each other to really dive deep into the work that we're doing, hold each other accountable, support each other. And um, yeah, we're going to be diving in this week in a topic of self-care. And like when it comes to what you were saying with the the drinking and the beer and the alcohol, like I arrived at this buddy's house and he immediately offered me a drink and like, I'm not drinking these days. Like it's not really my vibe. And uh-huh. um yeah, like one of the reasons why is because when I drink, I notice that the next day I'm just worthless. Like it's like if I'm saying yes to a drink now, it's almost like I'm saying no to a productive day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was really proud that in all of the sort of social pressure that was in the environment I found myself in last night, I was able to stay true and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to have a drink. I'll take a glass of water and I'm only going to be here for a half hour and say goodbye. And I, mm-hmm. I held true to that. And I think that's almost what you have to do when you go back in those environments. Like, yes, you're going to drop in and see these guys or these friends who knew you from before. You're going to catch up and do the thing. But it's really the version of you who showed up in that room is the version of you who needs to leave that room. Like not going in there and being Mm. modified and pulled into the pressures, the social pressures and the expectations that these Mm -hmm. old relationships bring. And yeah, I, I was pretty proud of myself for navigating that. I have that with family. I recognize that in family situations, we've also got a bit of a legacy of, of having alcohol or wine with dinner and stuff. And again, like Mint and I drink a bit, but it's it's not something that, you know, like we had a glass of wine last night for the first time in ages. But, 
yeah, when I'm around family, I notice myself saying, oh, well, I'm here, I'll do it. But that analogy of being walking out the same person you walked in as is, is super solid. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. You know, this, the self-care piece that you're talking about now, which is the theme of this uh, upcoming King Circle, is also at the basis of relationships. And the, the frame that we used for Solo to Soulmate is the recognition that we are in relationship to everything in our lives. We have a relationship with our body. We have a relationship with money. We have a relationship with our partners. We have a relationship to alcohol. And how you do something is how you do everything. That saying of how you do your relationship with money may tend to be how you do your relationship with your body, how you tend to do your relationship with others. And so, yeah, this uh, theme of relationship is really important. And the, the theme of self-care that we're going to be unpacking in the King Circle is really the recognition that the solidity of the, all the relationships in your life is really a reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself. And when you take time to be conscious of cultivating a practice with yourself that is loving, that understands your own needs and desires and honors those, you move with that level of integrity into your other relationships. So you now have clear desires and clear relationship agreements with your relationship with money, with your partner, with your family, etc. And so yeah, it feels like it's this ecosystem is really getting clearer and clearer for us as we teach these various programs and bring it together. And having the King Circle be the theme of the King Circle is called self care, sexier and cheaper than therapy, which is true because you know many of us are trying to be out there and you know show up as the men that we need to be in our fullness, but we're not pouring from a full cup we don't self re we don't resource ourselves first take the rest that we need make sure that we show up fully and then we feel like we're a little bit behind as we show up in our partnerships and our families and if you don't resource yourself you don't have the ability to be able to show up fully and so yeah we're excited to talk about this particular theme and i know you danced quite a bit with this in the early stages of becoming a father because it feels like you have no time for yourself right I mean, I'm still dancing with it, to be honest. Like, you know, we've got a program called the first 4%, which some of you listeners might know about. It's an hour that you take for yourself that involves a, a series of exercises around movement and hydration and writing and, and getting your mind right so that you can show up properly to your day every day. And cultivating that practice allows you to really, um, yeah, be full power day in and day out. And what I've found as a father is... I prioritize my family at such a high level that sometimes it, it usurps and, and jumps ahead of the, the self-care of myself. And so mm -hmm. I'll go a, a few days or at times even a few weeks without doing any of the practices that we teach. And it'll sneak up on me, right? Like it'll sneak up. I won't even realize that I'm not doing the practice until, you know, I can't sleep at night or I wake up in the middle of the night with chills and anxiety and this feeling of, of, not being safe and not feeling in control. And when I stop and assess and look at myself, I see that, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing the practice. And one of those practices is hydration. Like one of the pieces of the, of the first 4% is hydration. And I find if I don't start my day with a liter of water, like r my energy levels, my patience, all of that can, can kind of devolve. And so, yeah, that's, that's been my journey and we'll unpack it more um, on October 29th at the King Circle. Yeah, and the reason we've called it the first 4% is really based in this recognition that when you take one hour and divide it by 24, you get just over 4%. And 
when you are conscious about giving yourself that gift of one hour per day that you really use to center yourself, it levels up the other 96% of your life in such a powerful way. And like you said, sometimes life gets in the way, you wake up late, things don't flow the way that you want to. And I have the same thing. But the knock-on effect of not showing up and filling your cup is that at some point you are under-resourced and you're not able to show up fully for the things that you want. And so hydration is a is an easy one to do. Buy a water bottle. Aramint and I have this water bottle. Every morning we fill it up, little salt. We use an ozonator to put some um, ozonator inside it, lemon juice and honey. And before you start your day, you've got a liter of water inside you. And yeah, it's that's an easy win. I'll share one of my... Um, my main tools in in my toolkit has been my meditation practice. I don't start my day without sitting and meditating. That's not true. I didn't do it today because we have an early podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really noticed that if I don't take time to sit and be with myself in, in conscious meditation or mindfulness practice, it can really pull me out of my day in a way that my for me, my mind is the controller of most of the things. And so when I have a conscious practice to make sure that I'm bringing awareness to what it is that I'm thinking about. I can catch myself when I worry about money, when I find myself feeling anxious, when I don't know quite what to do with my day or feeling overwhelmed with my to-do list. And so a meditation practice for me is one of the tools of the first 4% that's really powerful. And the way we teach the first 4% is really a list of 12 different practices that you can use. Hydration meditation is one of them. But there's a whole lot of others that you can mix and match and include in your own personal routines to fill in the things that you don't yet have. And so we'll unpack that a little bit more. But yeah, really recognizing and prioritizing that the first 4% is the time that you take to resource yourself and prioritize your relationship with yourself so that you can show up fully for all your other relationships. Absolutely. And yeah, like you said, we'll be unpacking that more October 29th at the King Circle. If you're listening to this podcast after the 29th, the King Circle is an at least once a month circle for men to do the work together and, and have honest conversations and speak their truth. You can find out more by going to uh, fathersonsbrothers.com and registering there. And you'll also see our tracker there for something that we call the Road to 10,000. Gareth, you want to share a little bit about what that means for us? I think it's based in our like masculine striving for goal piece that Matt and I share. We have this, yeah, we have a strong brotherhood in wanting to create systems and create goals and go after specific desires. And so one of the things that we thought was, what's what's the real basis of what it is that we need that would be a measure of success for the work that we're doing and we were like you know the money the business all of that stuff will come but at the basis of it is if we can get ten thousand men to sit in circle and experience the magic of what happens inside a sacredly held container that is a men's circle which has been so transformational for both matt and myself that it is the reason that we're doing this work it's like if we get ten thousand men to show up in our circle a business model, ability to co-create will unfold from there. And so we count the number of men that show up in our circle. And after, I think, 15 circles so far, we've had 115 men show up. And the road to 10,000 is our journey to share in this bulletin week after week how many men have showed up to our circle and exactly how that, that's going. And so our request is 
if you or the man in your life or the men in your life are looking for brotherhood and a place to be able to reconnect, to put down the load for 90 minutes, it's the last Sunday of the month and a space for us to just be able to come together and just talk about what's genuinely alive. And besides a very small set of agreements, confidentially, confidentiality being one of them, the other is that you just show up as yourself. And when you share in the circle, there's no story about what I think Matt wants to hear from me today or what I want to project. It's really just genuinely being with what's alive. Sometimes that's like, I'm fucking winning at life. And sometimes it's like, I'm fucking sucking at the moment and I'm back up against the wall and I don't know which way to turn. The only thing that's good about that is that it's true and that you own both of those. And that's really what's behind the, the King Circle. And so, yeah, we're stoked to be to be sharing our journey on the road to 10,000. Um, this week's, sorry, this month's King Circle on the 29th of October is going to be facilitated as well by another brother called Brian Jenkins, who's going to be supporting us on the self-care piece. And uh, we had him on the podcast recently on episode 26 of The Call to Courage. So if you want to get a feel for Brian, he is an amazing dude and uh, stoked to be co-creating with him. And we'll put the relevant links in the show notes to this episode or the YouTube video that you're watching. And I think that's it for this episode. So good to see you, bro. So good to be doing this again. I'm looking forward to putting this out once a week and just sharing what's alive with us and yeah, it feels like a good format, having a nice short episode in between the longer conversations that we have. And uh, I appreciate you making the time for this, brother. Likewise. See you on the 29th. Thanks for checking in. Cheers.